episode 68. This episode of Uncommon part. Deeds is brought to you Yo. by Barry Tile and Morrison Clark, Central Vermont stop for all two parts for your home or business on the South Barry Road in Barry, Vermont. 802-476-0912 celebrating 50 years the of business. Bushy's Generator Sales Ball. and Service, Vermont's number one dealer for Briggs and Stratton and generators. Random people in Two the background. In Springfield and Brooksville. Popping in to get some cocktails. 591-1903 or bushysgenerator.com. We keep the power on. on. And an VT Fire. Jason getting up on and off the racetrack for the state-of-the-art fire suppression yeah. system, serving racers and commercial, industrial, and residential uh, needs in Vermont and in New York. Call 802-793-7919 or visit VT Fire on Facebook. I'm Justin St. Louis, and I'm Tom Corbett. This is Uncommon Deeds. And like we said in part one, we're bringing you a a lot of us talking here this week, so we're not going to waste a lot of time on the open and the close. But some fun stuff here in part two. Obviously, quick hitters. There was some fun conversations about Willie the Wiener, Hennequin, and we brought it up because Al had mentioned that he kind of, if it worked out, wanted to do a Crunch Bunch episode with Kelsey because they had that great run for the championship. Yeah. So since we stole some of Al's thunder, we had to ask and, you know, have a little bit of wiener time. Lifted directly from the Crunch Bunch podcast. Yeah. And it got wacky. <laughs> and it got weird for that. The wiener time got real weird. <laughs> I think at this point we were we were coming up on kind of that three hour mark. Yeah, and everyone was getting real comfortable. Actually, no, uncomfortable because that wooden stool. God damn it! And it was it was like the the height of the table that we were on. Three hours was too long to be sitting there. <laughs> Yes, for for you. Yeah. On the other side, they had comfy chairs, and I think yeah, they, they were a little more comfy. You know what, though? They gave us pizza and cheese curds. I can't complain. I'm not complaining. And they actually offered us the better chairs, and we're, oh, we're fine with anything. Oh, yeah. So that's that's, that's on, on us. Yeah. That's on us. But enjoy part two of this extravaganza. So without further ado, let's get back in our conversation and let Justin ask the next question. So, Tanner, you're at the point where, you know, as this is happening, where you're like, you must be going nuts that you're not out there, right? I mean, you're you're well, you're almost of age where you can get there. You know, right? Yeah, so I started racing. I was just, we were just starting to think about my racing at this point and yeah, I'm still playing. Oh, he hockey. was thinking about it. I was yeah. no, no. Dad was thinking about it, and I'm saying no, no, no. Hockey, 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 more hockey, and just like hockey. And then finally, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what happened. Honestly, one day I was just like, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it. So that's we tried it. I was always there every race. I remember, we never missed a race from the time we were young, Dad. Helping on Matt's car and Kelsey's races, and we were at every race we could be at, me and Mom. And if we weren't there, we were at hockey. Did you look up to your dad more or your sister as, well, as like, the racing hero? Well, I looked up 
it started off well. It all started back. It was it was Matt, and and then then it was Brooks, and this was when Dad was just starting out. So we all knew like he was starting out in the Junkyard Warriors, like you know. What's he gonna do? What's he yeah, gonna yeah, do? Yeah, What's yeah. he gonna do? He's win <laughs> every. How about win every race? I, mean, I caught on yeah. fire two years before that. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so then Dad got his first Tiger car, and you know. Messed around in that a little bit. But, you know, it's much more relatable for you as a kid yeah. to watch Kelsey than it is yeah. to watch your dad. I mean, was that, did that have a factor and you wanted to get behind the wheel? I don't, I, uh, maybe, I, I don't, I don't think so. I was just like, I, I like them, but I loved watching them. I loved working on them. I would, I was always out here with them every night and I, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but. It never clicked. It just never clicked, and finally one day it just clicked. And mm-hmm. I, well, I wouldn't try it was the thing. I just wouldn't try it. I don't know why. I didn't want to. I don't know if I was afraid of it, or I just didn't want to try it. And once I finally tried it, of course, I liked it. Didn't want, I couldn't get enough yeah, of it. Right. So the hockey thing, you know, it, it's, it's just like the racing sport. I mean, I'll, I feel like the, the hockey's actually more dedication than racing – uh, I don't know. Hockey well, is it's a lot more early it's morning. It's, it's four in the morning well, and riding to the rink. And it's not just winter months Canada. though. It's, yeah, uh, you know, you're you're year round. You do your regular season, but then it comes to spring hockey, fall hockey. Yeah, you know, just you're always uh, conditioning and summer hockey. Um, so Tanner, uh, it, you know, the dedication he put into hockey and uh, the time he spent, him and his mom really. You know, Kobe was, uh, she did that with him, you know, and I did what, you know, we'd go, we would go, me and Kelsey would go when we could, but, you know, that was their thing. And, um, you know, nothing, not taken against, uh, you know, what Kelsey was going on or what we're, all, we're doing here now, but, uh, you know, the hockey dedication is just, till you do it, <laughs> it's, it's one heck of a commitment for a yeah. family. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's interesting. Commitment is, a good word because you two are kind of at different paths in life. I mean, Kelsey, how close are you to being Kelsey Woodard DMD? Uh, so I am going to school to be a hygienist. Um, and it's a three-year program at VTC in Williston. And I've just finished my second year last week, actually. So I have one year left. And I'm pretty excited to be done school. I can go back for a fourth year, but I'm probably not gonna because I just school. I'm ready to be done school, <laughs> um, but I can do it online. So if I think I want to make more money and be the be the loaded one in the family, then I guess she's I will. Saying this but... not, she she's high honors <laughs> type. She's really good. Yeah. Really. So like, what? Back to commitment. Like, you know, she said this a while back, like, maybe I should have been a nurse. You really got to learn the whole body and plus teeth to be a hygienist. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty intensive three-year course. It's not easy. You know, you know it's this. so we're proud of Kelsey for sure for all the hard work. Then once you become the big breadwinner, though, then you start paying for some of the stuff. Yeah, right. There. Yeah, right. That's no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. But I bring that up because, you know, especially over probably the last year, 
there's been a lot of focus on Tanner, and he's pushing and trying to do all these different things, and you're going south. Is there any, like, I kind of wish I could do that, or are you like, I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing? Uh, nope, I am perfectly happy just being the team manager and... I like to call myself a team manager. But <laughs> I, uh, we'll get her a name tag. I just <laughs> know how to organize things and make sure everything shows up to the racetrack, all the tools, and, oh, hey, did you pack this? Oh, hey, did you pack that? Hey, where's this? I always usually know where pretty much everything is. Hey, where's this certain part that's in this certain bin? And I'll, I'll usually know right where it is. And I'm pretty good at keeping everybody on task. She has a nickname. Her nickname is Barb or Barbara. Why? What? <laughs> what is that? Uh, um, actually, it's my alter ego. Okay. And <laughs> now this is why we're here. All right. <laughs> so, I my great grandmother's name was Barbara. And she was a pretty, she was a brute, really. She was straightforward and would tell you either I like you or I don't, and and this is how I feel about you. And she's straightforward, really. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I can be the same way, <laughs> a lot of the time, actually. I don't beat around the bush, just... Hey, it's a lot of smiles at that end of the table. (laughs) That's because I get after them a lot. (laughs) Hey, boys, maybe riding your four wheelers, that's not what you should be doing right now when there's a whole list of other things you need to be doing. Four wheelers are practice, really. So, uh, so. Uh, Nanny was her name, and her name was Barbara, Barbara which was my mom's mom, and uh, she was a fantastic lady, uh, but definitely had an opinion like you've never seen. Um, <laughs> farm girl, uh, just, yeah, she used to have a Bronco back in the day, and, you know, we went to the farm up in Camel's Hump, bottom of Camel's Hump in Huntington, and whatever, but she, right, you know, not in the wrong way either, like Kelsey... You know, just knows you got to stay on task, you know, and like boys sometimes do not do that. And I don't either, so. I was going to say, it seems like she was looking <laughs> in your at, direction yeah, also. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's mutual, so it's it's all good, but, you know, so the nickname's not, uh, you know, she takes it well. So on the other side, Tanner, it seems like you're full head in and you are doing a lot of stuff in a hurry that not a lot of people have done. Uh, yeah. So, we started out, like, just, we're just going to run Thunder Road, the weekly schedule, yada, 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 have fun, maybe do some extra races here and there, and Dad can do his racing, and then B-Wall can race, and last year, well, two years ago, we got my first Tiger car from the Flems, and we tried, we started at White Mountain, and we did... Our five races over there, and that went really good. Finished all the races, didn't wreck. Raced at Oxford, too. That was a lot of fun. Got some good experience in. And then coming into my first, my rookie year last year, we decided, well, let's, let's do, why not do two tracks, get more experience, and, you know, you get into it more. And so we did that and started at Thunder Road my first week. Um, heat race, 
not good. Finished last. Went into the Concy. We went to the green flag, and we were coming back for, you know, complete one lap, and came off turn four, and I don't know. I thought I was I thought I was going to drive right through the wall, and never – I thought I was – I knew I was close, but I didn't think I was that close. And I mean, they don't have a nickname for the real outside groove coming out of three and four. Maybe it should be Tanner's because he likes that wall, huh? <laughs> you know, this is the third car. You know, we're, we we take it down for sure. <laughs> but yeah. we're, we're so high, like, there's no chance of catching it through three and four. Either. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. They, so, they caved it. He might as well use it. Right? I mean, got it. So, so I was getting out there, you know, really, really turning it up. Making hay. Making hay on the outside. <laughs> we'll we'll say this. This is the first race of the year, so the cars sucked. The cars were the cars were terrible. So that wasn't helping anything and so we come off turn four and we're just going, going, going and it's doing four wheel slide right to the wall and it did the four wheel slide right to the wall and we hit the wall turn pretty much turn four, pretty much I guess you could call it. Hit it there and rode the wall all the way down the front stretch. And never stopped right down pit road, right to the trailer, and <laughs> that that was the end of the first night. Right there. First race, first race. I mean, right here. And brand new car, brand new first car. First time out, you know, first time out. Just bent the frame, bent the, all the right front suspension, upper, lower, spindle, everything. Bent the rear end, destroyed the whole right side body, right side. They actually hit so. Hard, the rub rail hit, like, the, um, I guess you could call it the cage rub rail on the side there. Hit that, and so we had to rebuild the whole car. But Dad loves that. He's you know. sitting there going, I better win tonight. Yeah. As the dollar figures are going yeah. off through his mind. Yeah. Did you? No. <laughs> no, actually. The funny part, didn't you all won, actually. Did I read that? Yeah, it was the hundred lapper. Dad, dad, oh, yeah. dad no. broke. No, it wasn't the hundred. The lapper. night you re- did that, that was the that first was, race. Oh, if it was the first race, then yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, <keep going>. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so then we were, next race was White Mountain. So we went there to test, and we had the, the we bought a car from the Donahue's. Dad ran it a couple times the year before, and I was going to run it full time. So at the end of the year, that year, or. Two years ago, I guess, the year before my rookie year, Dad, I don't know, got into something at the end of the year and hit, hit the rear. And So we go to practice the next year. We threw it on blocks, put a quick setup in it, and we get to the track, and we're just driving around the track. And the rear, the, the whole rear end was turned, so the right rear was back, and the left rear got pushed forward. So going around the track, and you go into the corner, and you weren't even turning the wheel. It was like... It's loose. It, it was doing... No. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I guess you call crab it... Crab walking almost. It cra- yeah. yeah, it was crab walking yeah. all the way around the place. And so we were like extremely fast. We were like, wow, this is going to be a great season. And then <laughs> we get the unfortunate news that we got to fix the car. <laughs> we can't keep it like that. So we came back. We came back the next week. We fixed the car. All The rear end's all square in the car. And was that the first race where I knocked the alternator out and the belts and all that? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so my first race in that. <laughs> it was a 75 lapper. It was a, the first race was a 75 lapper, and I, I don't know. They, we all got on our brakes hard, and I got on my brakes hard, but not hard enough. And 
I got in the back of someone and I hit him. So that 26 car had fender braces for the whole front bumper. So as soon as you hit anything, the front bumper just shot down to the ground. Well, I hit the guy so hard that it hit the alternator and broke the alternator support. And this was this was like the middle of the race, like lap 40 of a 75 lap race. So I hit the guy and we're going good. And all of a sudden I come in the corner and no power steering. So from lap 25 on in the 75 lap where we had, you know, the car was great, but you couldn't do anything because your arms were so tired because you're trying to drive, you're coming out of the corner, and the car wants to go left, you're turning up the track. And <laughs> it was the worst experience I've ever had, trying to finish a race with not, just you had to finish. I love how the memories aren't wins, it's... <laughs> the alternator got broken off on that one. Oh, I got the, hit the wall like on that one. You got fifth, right? Yeah, I got, I got like, no, fourth, actually. Fourth. Yeah. fourth. Yeah. That dad won the race. I got fourth, and it was more of a window us finishing the race than it. Yeah. Actually, funny, that race, I don't know, dad at the beginning of the race was, I don't know what happened, but he decided to come in the pits and change tires. And Me and Taylor changed his tires. Kelsey, and, I don't, oh, we don't know. We don't changed know. one tire. We don't know. I got spun out. What happened? I got hit in the wheel. It's fine, no problem. And they changed the left side tire, and went back out there. Went green, and we got another caution. I'm like, well, I must have changed the other side, right? So I drove back in. We don't know. The the girls got it done. We don't know where the rest of the crew was. They they were off. You know, if there was a beer tent, there wasn't beer tents. They were there. You don't. They were in the stands somewhere doing something. We had to park it way out in the dirt. Was it's. Kind of stuck, but a long ways away from everything, you know. So, whatever. But the girls did it. They did a good job. And uh, yeah, he went back out and won the race. I but Tanner won almost won a yeah, race with a no power steering. No power so that's, steering. Well, that's all right. A win, so yeah. sure. Yeah. So then Thunder Road, we came back. Well, actually, we went. We went the next week after this and tested because we were terrible. We had to figure something out because it's not like Dad wasn't any better, Kaus wasn't any better. I just was the lucky one that drove it into the wall. So <laughs> we went back the next week and we tested and we we tried last year. I don't know everything, everything you can think of, and just nothing was working. At Thunder Road, at Thunder Road, everything White Mountain, everything cars went great. Everything we did there worked great. Great, mm-hmm. you could have a shock upside down backwards and it'd be perfect. Hmm. And Interesting. Then Thunder Road, we couldn't we couldn't figure anything out. Testing after testing, changing the whole setup, changing all the springs, changing any anything you can think of. We changed it, ride heights, and just never worked. So we went back every week, and not every week, but most weeks we were at the track testing on a Monday, and then back to the track on the Thursday for the race, and then back to White Mountain on Saturday. So yeah, so you know the real story is like. We started the year last year, we're 20th beyond place cars, you know, we were 20-some on, all four of us, right in the line. Terrible, right? And, but we stuck with it. Um, Tanner had three DMFs, his first three races last year, and he came back and got a top 10 in points at Thunder Road. I'm proud of the way we stuck with it. Do we have a lot of work still to do? Yeah, for this year, but... I mean, that, that, that tells me a great team right there. You know, you guys, the, the kids all worked hard, just like long, just like me, you know, and we stuck with it. There is one thing that we have to talk about um, and <laughs> stick with it is, 
you know, there's two things we have to talk about. The first one is, you know, the, the stick with it mentality. Um, the big DQ, um, you know, what was that? 2017, 16. Yep. Okay. So, you know, at this point you, yeah, I think, well, well I was here for year, look here. 2017, the milk bowl, right? So at this point, Jason, you've already won a couple of championships. Mm-hmm. You are well-established, you know, there are periods of, of dominance in the Tigers throughout history. Jimmy Young and then Cooper McCritchie and then John Donahue, Reno Gervais, and at this point it's you. Um, so all eyes are on you when the headline comes out that you've been disqualified um, for a tire, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell happened? Yeah, so, you know, it's one of the hardest things that we've went through for sure. Um, you know, listen, the deal, deal is like the – Season was over, you know. Like I've already won the championship. It was like ten or eleven days later, right? Well, no, the, the championship the had nothing. Oh, you're talking about the milk bowl is after the season. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, the season, yes. The season's yeah. done, you know. And really, the milk bowl is just a bonus race. It literally is. Yeah. You know, like that's all. Um, you know, and ultimately did nothing different. Went to the racetrack and uh, won the race. I beat Dwayne. You know, we had a hard fought battle. Whatever. You know, it wasn't like, you know, I just whooped them. It was, no, it was a good race. It yeah. was a great race, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, you know, to this day, I'm still, like, like blown away. Of, I think there's something wrong with one tire on my car, my right rear, supposedly. You know, but anyway, it, it's fine. You know, it was hard to take at the time, and it was truly, really hard, I got to tell you. I mean, it was one, like, a devastating hard, like, yeah. wow. I mean, what the hell is going on here? You know, and I did a ton of research, actually, me and the team, you know, and, uh, you know, they knew that what it was, that's not what happened. There was no soaking of anything, Um, you know, uh, but I, I, after doing research and such and so on, uh, what I've learned since, you know, where the tire sample was taken was on the outside of the tire, you know, so I was pretty anal about making sure our cars and everything was looking good and we would even paint the sidewall with the white letters in our end or whatever. Sometimes you scrub pretty hard and to get the paint off the sidewall, you do use some brake clean, you know. I don't know if it's that. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't tire softener, I can tell you that. Anyhow, um, so we did so much research and figured out, like, you know, the proper way is not a jackknife out of somebody's pocket. You know, you better have something sterile. Like, you better take this chunk right out of the middle of the tire, make sure it's quarter inch thick, and I'll, you puncture your tire. Mm-hmm. You don't just take one little, you know, sliver sliver yeah. on the outside edge of the tire. You know, you one, the outside of the tire picks up a lot of shit from the track or whatever. Um, you know, when I took that information and, you know, there's no grumble, you know, Chuck, Chuck actually, I mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast here that last year when I was struggling, I went to him and asked him, and he helped me. No problem. You know, so I brought the information we learned, you know, because I, like, it's not right. It's not right. You know, you know, give me my tire. I'll, I'll pay for other testing, you know, the proper way. And, you know, I respect the, the rule, and that's what they found from that sample. I, I promise that they would have taken that tire and done it the right way, it would not have been that same result. But whatever. 
So we moved on, and, and I brought that information. Scott Guyette was big help. Um, he, you know, he's been around forever doing tires, been big help with our team. Um, you know, we talked about it, and he did his own research, and he's a tire specialist, man. He's worked with Chris Mishaw, worked with Chad Wheeler and us, and, you know, Hallstrom's he works with now, was really well. So, again, like, uh, brought, hey, you know, Chris and, and Dean and Chuck, you know, I'll, I'll take it, you know, whatever. It is what it is. You know, it's done. You know, you're not going to allow me to discuss it anymore, and I'm okay with that. But all I ask is do it the right way next time, okay? So I did, had to serve my penalty half a year, and it was good, though, because I was able to spend a lot of time with Kelsey and, you know, you know push her career along and be all was going and uh, – uh, so sure enough, I, I get back on the track and I don't know, three, four races into it, we do another tire test, but you know what happened? They did it exactly what I reckon, how I recommended we or not just me, but our team learned how to do it. And, you know, everything was great. No problem. Um, you know, and, and I finished a year off, but I came back in 2019, 19 and i felt like i just whooped him yeah. you know and uh yeah you know you can say what you want um you don't rebound like that off soaked tires if i really had a soaked tire so i felt like we said all right we took our punishment but the and the big goal was we actually taught everybody something even tech you know, maybe we should do it differently, you know. But, you know, again, I can't say it was easy easy to take, you know, and I still heartburn over it, but it is what it is. What was that first week? You go there opening day, you're helping Kelsey, and for the first time in however long, you're not yeah. pulling a car in for yourself. Yeah. And I would assume there's a lot of awkward looks. Yeah, there was awkward looks, but you know, interesting thing, I had so many supporters too. You know, I felt, you know, everybody can say what they want, but, you know, out of 100 people, you know, 80 people supported me and then, you know, believed what I was saying, you know, like, you know, at a certain point, I was like, I'm done discussing this. You know, you think what you want, anyways. But uh, yeah, it was not that at all. It wasn't like, you know, there were certain haters and, you know, the fo- social media is the worst thing ever. You know, if they really know the true story first, you know, social media would be better as a whole, you know? Like, you got to understand really the facts and, you know, facts and fiction here, right? You know, and so anyways, you, you can't... I can't talk for people that had whatever to say, but I can talk about what I know are the facts. So, you know... Uh, the kids are here, and uh, they've been with me the, right through all this. And you know, it's it's just what we don't do. You know, we we beat them fair and square. So, and we did that. Yeah, that 2019, you won four times at Thunder Road, which doesn't happen. Yeah, know? I mean that's that's impossible yeah. on the Tigers. Yeah, you know? yeah, with the same you know right. tire and so or tires, you know, American racers. But you know, so anyways, I felt like we 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 you know you. People can still talk about it and down the road, and it's a story, I guess. But you know, that's uh, we put, I think we put that to bed. I, you know, at least the way we feel. So, yeah, you know, um, you know, would I? I was fine at taking the time off, 
but for, not for the right reason, you know. Anyways, I'm I'm grateful that Chris allowed me to spend the time with Kelsey. I mean, I guess technically he could have kicked me out of the place, and you know, and whatever. But I felt like um, he treated me fairly uh, based on the rule and what he found, you know. So there's no, uh, you know, I'm not upset about it. Does that make it awkward for you, Brian? Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, because it's, fam- it's family. Yeah, so that's a pretty awkward position to be in. But, you know, I understand that, you know, for something like that, Chris kind of has to go by the rules. But, you know, obviously I'd known them at that point, and I, you know, I didn't think they did anything wrong. But that was – so that was one of, like, the first years I was there. So I wasn't there the year before. Like, I wasn't there for that season. I'd really kind of just been getting to meet them, you know, because it was the year Kelsey was getting out of the street stock. Yeah. So it was the first year I bought the street stock, and I hadn't known them that long. But <clears throat> from even the little amount of time that I knew them, I was like, it mm, doesn't seem like something they would do. And my grandpa, that's, I think, even more awkward for him. as sure. yeah. Being, you know, you know, just the father of Chris and then having to – um. And then now having a new relationship with them. And when he said that he didn't think that they did anything wrong, I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna believe what he says because, you know, he's a pretty, he's a very smart guy. He knows, you know, he's very good at reading people. And it's not even like, you know, I can understand how there could be like people angry at Chris, but I think it was kind of nice for me to be able to take like a neutral, not like a neutral standpoint, but to be able to see both sides because you're close to both people. You know, this is my uncle. I've known him my whole life. And these are these new people that are helping me out a lot. And they're very good people. So it's just nice kind of to be able to see both sides, you know, because like I can see the, the points that Chris is making. It's not even that he's like accusing them of cheating. It's just he's like, you know, I found something in the, you know, sample we took, and I kind of have to do something about it. You know, it's difficult as a, you know, as a track owner to not be able to do anything about that. But, you know, you also know from their side as a racer and someone who believe or who knows that they've been done wrong, um, just to like sit over and, you know, it's just hard to like deal with that if you have been accused of something that you didn't do. But, you know, I don't know. It's it was just nice to be able to take like a perspective where you can see both sides from it, yeah. basically. Yeah, and I think like uh, you know we call him Grampy, uh, King John. Wall. like honestly, he was my biggest supporter. Like he really was. Like John's the type of guy I can say, hey, this is what I feel, you know. And he's he takes it, and he you know uh, um, he's just that type of guy you can talk to, I guess, you know and. You know, the whole deal, he was in my, my corner the whole time. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just thankful for, you know, John. Like, John was really big getting through it. Because emotionally, like, you just want to, like, say I'm packing up. But yeah. I, I had to keep telling myself, it's not about me anymore. It's about the kids. They're, they're up and coming. They're, you know, B-Wall and Tanner and Kelsey, you know, let's, let's do this, you know. Uh, I might have, a, you know, some great runs still in me, but... In the long run, it's about them, you know, and so you're closer to the finish than the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's how I got through it. You know, really, you know, is is crampy, and uh, you know, we do not touch any sided walls. You know, if there's pain in the tires, <laughs> we leave it there. Yeah. So <laughs> lesson uh, learned. Lesson learned, yeah. right? You know, was, when I was first getting into the street stock 
the you know the Kelsey's car down at Cups. He was uh, I was cleaning tires. You know, I was cleaning the rims with SC twenty, and he's like, "Do not overspray." Don't overspray at all. Be sure yeah. to be very careful with this yeah. now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, we truly don't know what it was, but I just, <laughs> you're a little bit gun shy. I mean, we've had three or four um, tests sent out since and no problem, but so obviously, you know, changing our ways, you know, not doing that has helped. There's, I mean, there's stories like that almost every year somewhere in the racing world. There was a big problem at Eldora that went to court, you know, yeah. a couple of years ago. And anyway, yeah. Nobody wins that way. I mean, obviously, you're so devastated and you're upset. And when you know, like, really what was going on and not going on. and uh, But you do something like that. Again, I had to tell myself, you know, it's about them, you know. And I don't. Nobody wins when you go do that, you know, go to court um, stuff. So we didn't yeah. choose to do that, and nor did I really want to. You know, it's not the right path I wanted to take, for sure. So I think it's a good way to learn about, like, from – I mean, like I said, it was the first year I was really with them, and just learning how to handle something like that because there's a lot of things that will happen that are unfair to you, you know, in racing, and but not even in racing, just in life. And learning how to handle something like that, like you guys handled it very well for, you know, something that you know is a wrongdoing to you and something like that, you know, it's take, having a win taken away from you, especially the milk bowl, is not very easy to deal with. And it's something that, like you said, a lot of people will take to court and crazy stuff like that and they'll never let it down. They'll quit racing forever just because they're so mad about that. But I think you guys had a did a very good job at just getting through it and moving forwards and you were like yeah it sucks but you know there's not too much we can do about it now we really just gotta move on and try to focus on the future there's nothing you can really do about the past now so i think that was helpful to learn moving towards probably maybe something more positive but uh (laughs) you've justin hit on it. you've been in this tiger division for a long time Mm -hmm. and you have raced you know, the top names of Tigers, you know, have had battles with all of them. You're now that guy. You're, no disrespect, you're the old guy in the division, mm-hmm. for the most part, that everyone wants to beat. Got more hair than we do, though. Well, no, he doesn't. Well, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> On a good day. Uh, His grays aren't showing right now. It's interesting now. Do you notice that? Are you able to kind of see it from the outside and say, man, this is this is different. This isn't me and Brendan Moody battling every week mm-hmm. to win a championship. No, Listen, is, nobody else has won four championships in that division. Yeah. You know, I'm so uh, appreciative of everybody that's helped me along the way. Um, you know, it's taken uh, – a lot of hard work and sweat, you know, in some days, not, uh, not, uh, everything doesn't go good for you, you know, but the guy that everybody wants to beat struggled at Thunder Road last year, no more than everybody can imagine, and it eats at me, you know, because I know, I know what it takes to win, I'm trying to give a product to these kids, um, that's better, but I can't even go myself very good. So, um, I mean, I've gotten better, you know, with these tires and getting familiar with, the, you know, just Thunder Road's one of those tracks 
Either you figure it out or you don't. <clears throat> we figured it out with Tanner, but I really think he's making up for our uh, lack of, of a good car. He just drives the thing for I don't know how, because I had the same car at the Nog Bowl, and he was way faster than me. Here to there. So, um, you know, our... I want. I'm gonna. We're gonna get back there. I mean, we're gonna. We're we've made big progress already this year. Um, I feel like we've hit on the stuff that it's taken takes to go fast there again. Um, and I want to be that guy still when I want to be. Um, it's not about me though. Like I want Tanner to be that guy, or B Wall, or Kelsey be that girl. Like I want the torch to pass it along. But I feel like right now I need to – I still have a few things to, to, to accomplish here. Um, and one is just like figuring out these tires at Thunder Road. It drives me crazy. It's hard – it's so hard to explain when you dominated. I mean, ultimately, like not every season, but I was always there. And I feel like that's, that's pretty successful, right? Um, and, and flip of the tire – flip of a tire, you're, you're way off, you know, and uh, – so it's just interesting in my mind, and I think about it at night, <laughs> and during, you know whatever. But uh, you know, like back to like what the moral of the story of this whole deal was is like we win and lose as a team and a family, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna figure it out. So that's uh, what I have to say about that. Tanner, let me ask you: Is it hard for you to have some success and see him struggle? Or you, Kelsey. <laughs> that was you can't see it, but you the can't. honest her eyes rolled out of her head. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so well, no, no. We promote honesty yeah. on the yes. podcast. Please. So, like Thunder Road. I mean, I might have looked better. I might have been able to put down a better lap time, but we all struggled. There wasn't. <clears throat> One of us that didn't struggle. There wasn't one of us that was perfect for any race. Like we're we're not we're not saying this to Crimea River. We got to figure it out like the rest of the guys and girls that are racing. Yeah, everybody switched tires. Right? Everybody switched tires, yeah. and some were better now, and some were worse. And we happen to be or were. I, Tanner Tanner's he's not taking the credit that he deserves. I mean he's he's first first three races last year DNF and came back top ten in points, won Rookie of the Year. That's a very successful season. My first year as a rookie in 2012, I barely won rookie of the year, and I think I was 13th or 14th. Somewhere's in there. You know, like, and I feel like there's more cars now, and the competition's even stiffer. Not that it wasn't back then, but it's very, very stacked field. So, you know. But you have to enjoy, because you, you know, you and Brendan and, did your best to kind of try to keep that division afloat yeah, through I mean, those years of, you know, Mike Martin. doing segment races because you don't have enough cars really to run a feature. Yeah, well, were you guys there? We had a, a, was it a double or a triple 50. Where? Triple yeah. 50. Yeah. It was a Tom Curley's yeah. like, we're going to do a triple 50. For whatever reason, I don't know what I did, but probably something. Um, me and Brendan were battling really hard. But then Mike Martin become part of the mix and like wow. I don't still don't know how I was able to get through three races. I remember one time 
uh, he was like, I come up on him and coming into one, and he's like, world way up, waiting for me. Mike Martin? Yeah. yeah. And I just, I mean, I gunned it, pushed him up the track and got underneath him and just gunned it again. And he tried to get me and missed me, but I think he got a flat tire at the same time again. And they let him pit and came back out. You know, whatever. Uh, I was lucky to get through it. Looking back at it, it was a good show. I mean, that's why we're there. We're there to put a show on. And, you know, was I happy at the time? Absolutely not. Looking back at it, I mean, how would I even <laughs> finish? Watch, I mean, know? you know, like, it was wild. I mean, if you guys weren't there, you missed a good show. Yeah. Just look it up, like, triple 50s or whatever. I I mean, it must have been 2014. It was when you guys had the big right fronts, wasn't it? No. No, it was before that. Before that? Yeah, it was 15. We had the big front. But, uh, yeah, I think it was a four. I think it was 2014, my first one. Yeah. And that's why it was much more, you know, it was a special deal to get through that night or that day. It was a day race. And then to actually pull it off and win, um, you know, we, we just stuck as a team, you know. And But it was wild. I mean, Holy, <laughs> you don't even, uh, like, pit, come back out, and, oh, shoot, he's back out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> what do you do, but, you know. <clears throat> you know, uh, so I felt like Mike, uh, you know, saying, Mike, we've been around, he's been around longer than I have in that division, and uh, I felt he stuck with it, and he become a better driver, really. He's, like, last year, he had a, you know, flawless year, like, start to finish, you know, and he deserved a championship, you know, good for him, and, um, That's got to th- be kind of the dream, too, for you, is be like, hey, what if I bought, battled my kids for the championship? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I, can remember, I remember the, the street stock special last year with three laps to go. I don't know, Jimmy Red and uh, who else was there? Who was in the front? Me and you were in third and fourth. and Oh, yeah, the 35 and the, the double O took the, out. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So G- the 35 and Jim, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, you know, they were racing hard. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden we came around the track. Me and Dad were in third and fourth, and the first and second place were in the infield hitting each other. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't know what they were doing, but anyways, we're, we're we go. We had to go for the win. We had to go for the win yeah. against each yeah, other. Three to go. That, yeah. you know, of that's... course, you know he got the outside lane. I, I got. Mean, I got. <laughs> we got. We got stuck on the bottom with the speedy drive. He. He. You know, but, sounds, uh, it sounds like an excuse to me. Yeah, I mean, but uh, you know, it was a good heart. You know, he didn't give me an inch, and I didn't give him an inch. We worked for it, so that's the way it works, you know. But uh, you know, that's fun times and. You know, that's like really like what you asked. What what more do you want to do? I want to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't forget. I, that was cool for to see. You know, Mike and Steven battle for it. Um, lucky or not, that's good for the sport. You know, yeah. you you don't have to like either driver. I don't care what you. But that's good for the sport. You know, and you know, like the time um, day before Kelsey graduated, uh, I ended up get lucky enough. I won the race, and she got third. I remember that was that. a yeah. highlight of you know the season, my career. You know, my daughters in the top three with me. Hell yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah. So anytime these kids get in the top three with you, with me, and or if I can get there with them, that's pretty cool for so sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, one more thing before we go to the quick hitters. Um, we had Brandon Gray on last week, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. we didn't plan it that way, but. 
just before we press record with Brandon, we had this lined up as well. And uh, Tom's like, hey, oh, shit. What about last year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's why Brandon's not at Thunder Road. Um, he gave us his version of the story. Yeah. Now, please, please indulge us with yours. Yeah. Yeah. So I can say this. Uh, I, wait, before you haven't heard Brandon's show yet. No, no. Um, because we're recording this before his show comes out. I will say that. He uh, was he was actually very respectful with uh, with how he said it, and he's I think he's still a little pissed off. Yeah, um, but he didn't throw any barbs, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. So you know, <clears throat> if it was uh, <laughs> with us, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, five years ago, I've tamed it down a bunch uh, per se, like emotionally. Um, you know, at the time, I feel like he thought whatever happened um, after fact, seeing exactly why tire was flattened by another car, and you know, we hit and he spun around and he was fine. And you know, honestly, if he would have stayed in his car, he would be able to drive off. Whatever, you know, it appeared something different. You know, and I res- you know, I respect the energy he had. You never get out of your car though; these cars are still moving and stuff like that. It's the only thing I say and. You know, I like Brandon, and uh, uh, we've chatted a little bit here and there. Nothing major, but, you know, he's a good kid. He really is, you know, and he has a lot of heart, energy, um, you know, a lot of promise to the sport. And I feel like he needs somebody, um, whomever it is, say myself or whoever, he needs coaching. Like, you can't do that. You cannot do that. You know, and hopefully he learns from this and makes him a better person. I see him racing at Claremont. We saw him down there, and he raced a hell of a race. And last week I watched his video. Another good race. You know, that's great. Place. You know, and I see him run. He can run. Whatever he gets into, he can. he's fast. He's a great driver. It's just man now, like, backing it up, ratcheting it back, and controlling your emotions, you know, even when you don't want to. You know, I've had situations when guys chasing me around the track. Did I want to, like, just ram him after the fact, absolutely, but you can't do that. You know, there's people in the pits, so you you just cannot do that. You know, and uh, so yeah, so uh, you know, uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, life goes on, and hopefully he can view it the same way. And I'm sure he's hurt. You know, uh, he wants to be at Right Thunder Road or at ACT tracks, and you know, like learn from that, and when you come back, be that much better as a person too. Though, like emotionally, on and off the track. As a person, um, and and you know the brief conversations, I feel like he 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 has learned from it already uh, a bunch. Um, but I think uh, uh, you know somebody you know in his ear that's you know a father figure or just a or, or just somebody coaching. You know, like be all he knows. I'll give him my opinion. You know, and say don't do that again. You know, right or wrong. I'm not his dad, but I feel it's my responsibility to say that to him or Tanner or whatever. Like. I don't like that, you know, or so, yeah, we're, you know, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, life goes on and we'll meet up sometime at a campfire and, you know, we'll have a cold one and talk about it, you know, but anyways, you know, he's definitely right to his own opinion and I'm right to mine, you know, but it's a race. Nobody was getting hurt. Um, it was an extra race. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's the, it was just a, a race that didn't yeah. mean anything, right? I mean, but but it, it fairs to him, you know, like it, it seemed a different, different. Yeah. You know, like you thought something different just happened. 
you know, so yeah, that's the, that's the, my story. So, so it's over. Y- you know, yeah. So. yeah. All I can remember is I'm sitting in the car. You know, that's my car. Like he's driving. He had my car that week. And oh, the White Mountain car. Yeah. It's yeah. just you're sitting. Like I, I was driving in the corner when the red flag came out. So I'm, I'm literally sitting in turn three, in there, right here, and you know, my car is destroyed. Brandon's car is destroyed. Thirty-five's car is destroyed. And all of a sudden, here comes Brandon running out of his car. <laughs> like I don't even know what he was doing. He was, he was he was so wound up, just running. And then you know, like whatever happened, happened. It's just it's just that moment of it's just good good memory right there. Is it? <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. Kelsey, it's, what do you like? Are you just sitting there like, uh, just take my watered shirt off? Like, this is, no. This is stupid. No. So I was sitting, I was actually not even in the pits. I was in turn three. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't in the pits, but I was not. It, I was just the streets. I was just hanging out, uh, like watching, and, and I'm watching this happen. I'm like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? <laughs> People are losing their marbles. Uh, and then, but then I was like, wait, like, I think Tanner's, because it was a two-segment thing. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure Tanner is leading this thing right now. Because those like, guys. Dad. Come on, bud. Let's yeah. go. Those guys yeah. just the wrecked out. Off the track. So I'm, I went right up to the fence, and I'm, I'm yelling at Tanner. He finally looks over at me, and I'm like, you're, you're leading this thing and get him back going, his yeah. mind in the right Yeah, I mean, that was the of, first race out with that one, didn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was I can remember so bad. It was the car was so bad, you come off the corner and. About spinning out by myself. She turned really good. But it, too good. Oh, yeah. It was turning <laughs> turning from middle of the corner all the way down the straightaway. And, yeah. I mean, uh, so you can look at something like that different ways. Like the views that Dunn Road and Brandon, if he likes the views, whatever. The whole deal, like, it's part of, like, the racing. It, it's a story. Another story. that you know, People will remember that forever, right? So it you know it is what it is, and you know. if you if you notice with this episode especially, we haven't talked a single word about laps on the track, right? Yeah. Right? Like, there's who cares, yeah, right? Right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's like, the stories. It really is the stories and memories, and I can remember this one thing I got from down to Devil's Bowl, and Mike says it a lot. What were you there for? Memories. You know, uh, we so forget it. All the time, you know, the memories are what we're doing this for, you know, and the trophies and whatever right. and accomplishments. But it's memories, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, we haven't even talked about the porter potty. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Tom said quick hitters like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no, uh, porter potty. Now, I sat on this before we, before we, Press record, we're eating pizza and stuff. Not literally. No, I didn't literally say that. <laughs> but you guys were bragging about, you know, wow, we were in three or four porta potty races. Well, God damn it, I won one of those too. No way. Yes, I was pushing. You never told me that. Yeah, for the Nolans. And okay. uh, yeah, it was one of the greatest things I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I won two of them. Well, so, you know, when it all started, the story is, you know, 2011, again, I'm first year driving this Jetta and I'm doing really well. And Tina calls me, he's like, oh, you got to build. 
a porta potty. I'm like, hmm, okay. What does that mean? I mean, I know what it means, but do I have to build like an outhouse or you build whatever you want, as long as it looks like a porta potty or kind of like that? Has a toilet. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm like, okay. So uh, I got the call and I was uh, working up in uh, at the office in Coventry, Vermont. So after work, I uh, stopped in the metal bin and I found a bunch of tent, you know, posts and such. And out of there, I grabbed that and uh, a few other things. And and I called Gup at prior to that. I'm like Gup, uh, Steve Gupta, that is. And um, he, he said he, I told you earlier he uh, builds fire trucks and loves to. He's the Doctor Gup. He can build anything. You know, you know, just give him give him some time and he'll get it done. So. <coughs> You know, like six thirty, seven o'clock, I finally show up to his shop, and he's there having his, his drink, and uh, I'm like, hug up, we've got to build a, a porty potty. I got a race next week. Oh, yeah. Actually, this that was the same week. Yeah, it was like Monday or something. We started, so like I got a race in a few days, and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, well, I, matter of fact, I got an old toilet out back. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Naturally, said, of course. Yeah. I said, uh, I was thinking, I got, uh, you know. Uh, I got a, a, a Kelsey's old bike at the house. I was going to grab that. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, um, so I'm like, I was thinking about a wheelchair or something, or maybe one of the guys mentioned it. And I'm like, so we went and got a wheelchair from. Wasn't it, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it the guy who used to. It's Betty's mom. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was Betty. Yeah, what's her name? So so we went down to the Thompsons and, and got our wheelchair, grabbed the bike. I already dropped the, the tent stuff off, and uh, Guppy had the toilet, and he had some, uh, you know, a uh, bunch of other stuff there, and and away we went. And, like, I don't know, around 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, we finally have this porter potty. <laughs> so uh, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. And so he took, the you know, the wheelchair apart, and he framed it and put the front wheels on the front, and obviously the big wheels in the back, and built some handles, whatever. We gotta paint this thing. I'm like, okay. So next morning, I go back and clean it all up, and we, we paint it, and uh, um, went to the first porta potty Grand Prix, pre, and they're like, you know, the reaction from the crowd was like, I don't think they ever seen anything like this thing. So <laughs> you know, so actually, uh, Ken Square called it the the Grand Prix porta potty. So. Uh, Whatever, so we were able to actually win Best of Show and the race in 2011. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I was like, wow, that's cool. So, uh, you got the golden toilet seats golden on the wall. Seat to, and to a prove it. Yeah. So, I think maybe the next time, maybe it was 2014. Um, so, we dressed it up some. Maybe, uh, I think we, we didn't have those big sides. We made maybe. You built, added the pipe. Out the pipe, back. yes, there's an exhaust pipe, pipe out the back <laughs> and bigger handles and stuff. Same thing, like best of show and won the won the race, you know. And wow, this is this is pretty cool. I mean, it was is really fast. You got the right pushers and nobody beating you. I can tell you that it rolls really good. So, um, and then uh, I think the last one. There was, are so many people listening to this show going, "What in the hell are you talking <laughs> yeah, about?" Yeah. So the deal is when you're the mid season. Point leader at Thunder Road. Everybody in each division has to build a porta potty that you push down the front stretch for the porta potty Grand Prix. Yeah. Anyway, so I think the last <laughs> one that I got was a 2019, um, and we now have it arrow 
dynamic uh, side skirts, uh, you know, front and rear bump stops for the shocks, you know, and everything. We got it all tuned up. We weigh one shocks. You know, the thing is fast, wow. but uh, there's it a has of, a there's a lot of wind tunnel testing. That you know, it has a pipe coming out the back. What kind of wind? I mean, yeah. you know, it smells like the hammers. You know, in the morning. What? <laughs> just, no, anyways. Shots but, uh, fired. Yeah, wow. But this thing is... Uh, it sounds like catching a stray. This thing's hanging from the ceiling right now. She's won three times. She's ready for another tour. You know, no pressure from Tanner or you guys here, but... Yeah, but... You have more chances, yeah. I mean... Right? I would think, though, if they got there, they would have to build their own, though. Well, they should. I mean, yeah, but, you know, they... You know, Alan Dad, can I borrow this? <laughs> you know, so I don't know. People we, have borrowed it. it yeah. You know, so it's parked up there, and she's uh, she's ready for the next adventure. Wow. I think in the next next thing we might do is close it some, you know, whatever. But a little know. intimacy, a little privacy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can make it like uh, one of those uh, one of those cars with the little bubble on the top, we're, we're, like a Pope mobile. This, oh, there you go. Exactly. This thing, you know, started... Yeah, mobile, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Remember That's this, perfect. Yeah. That's a great idea. This thing started with some scrap metal, used toilet, used Kelsey bike, used, uh, you know, wheelchair. And what it's done is, you know, maybe some, maybe more special than, you know, a $50,000 late model or $70,000, whatever it costs you. It doesn't really matter. Like, those things are important to me because we were able to build it it went great, and you know we're successful with it. You know, so um, and then it'll always be there. You know, so that's right. You're getting a porta potty. You're not getting a late model. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's already out. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I have both? So <laughs> didn't I help you push in 2019? Yeah. Yeah. When I, I, I know. I was I, genuinely. I swear to God, I was more nervous to push that thing. Oh yeah, than to race. <laughs> oh no, it's nerve wracking. One year, you guys, yeah. you guys yeah. had to put supports under the push bars. Someone, someone got after it a little bit too much. That <laughs> the bar. Oh, <laughs> well, we had a great in our Bucktona episode. Yeah, Jared Hart. Oh, they said they went, they got him off Putt Hill, and he had had a few, and he came down, and he single handedly. <laughs> he was the only pushed. pusher. He was the <laughs> only pusher, and they won. They by, won by a lot. A There's video of it. It's really? amazing. Yeah, I watching him move my first year that I was a pusher. uh, I mean, I'm a fat kid who cannot run and but I wanted to do it It was fun. And Rich Lowry was the late model point leader and they crowded us a little bit and I'm tripped. I'm already nervous. I'm shaking because I don't want to look like an idiot. Well, don't I fall? Oh, yeah, sure. They, They they chopped us. Hey, those they things are us. dangerous. That's what I was telling you yeah. guys when we were eating No, pizza. I get it. I was I was helping Mike Martin push last year because he asked me to, and I was like, yeah, I might as well. It's fun. And then we started off. We were right next to Caden Fisher, and I was focused ahead, and I wasn't looking at anything. And then I looked to – I just see Caden's – obviously, his porta potty was yellow like his car. I just see yellow start to come in my peripheral, getting closer and closer, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm on the side right next to him. I'm like, he's going to hit me. And then they came over, and they, like, touched us. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. I'm out in front of everyone, and we're getting, like, run into and stuff. And then we started to, like, edge out, and we thought we were going to win. Then someone else, I forget who it was, they just came and, like, flew past us. And I was like, oh, damn it. And then we were sitting at the end of the race, 
Someone was like, B-Wall, you're bleeding. <laughs> I like, look at my hand. There's like blood running down it. And we still have to race. I'm like, oh my God, I got injured in the porta potty race. Never been injured in a late model, but in the porta potty race, I got injured. And oh, I wasn't awesome. even the one driving. <laughs> it's so fun, though. That's one of the most fun nights ever. When you're just sitting out there waiting to go out, you—it's genuinely really nerve-wracking, like you were saying. So, okay, so as a kid who grew up at Star and Lee, mm. what's the first impression for you when you see the porta potty thing? And it's the the event. Everybody—it's the only one there. Everybody's yeah. cheering. I was like, what is? I I didn't know that much about it. Uh, you know, I maybe seen it like once or twice, but I didn't know it was like that big. And then when he asked me to be a pusher in 2019. I remember we were like going out for it and everyone's like going crazy. They got the, you know, the, obviously the toilet paper is the yeah. finish line yeah. and stuff. And everyone's like, you know, you're sitting down there like waiting to go out and everyone's like getting amped up like all the other pushers and stuff and they're talking trash. You're like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm ready for this. You should have like, been there the year Richard Petty was there. Nowhere, <laughs> literally, I'm nowhere near as nervous to go out and run my actual race as I am to run like a, like what, like a hundred feet to the finish. Yeah. It's it was so fun though. I had those are two of the most fun times I've had at Thunder Road. Yeah, especially it was better when we won though. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Yeah. So I might have let you down, Mike, but I got injured, so it's not my fault. <laughs> the one thing that every race car driver fears is fire, but you can take the right steps to protect yourself. And the first step is to call VT Fire. VT Fire is a professional fire suppression system installation company that can get you one step ahead of disaster with state-of-the-art fire safety and suppression systems. But it doesn't stop with just race cars. VT Fire can handle sales and installation of all types of suppression systems for paint booths, gas station canopies, commercial and residential kitchens, and more. Servicing all of Vermont and New Hampshire and expanding into New York. Protect yourself on and off the track with a fire suppression system from VT Fire. Call Hunter Garduno at 802-793-7919 or find VT Fire on Facebook. New England weather is unpredictable, and when the power goes out, you'll need a backup plan. That's why you should call Bushy's Generator Sales and Service in Springfield and Brookfield, Vermont. Bushy's is your source for home standby generators, and they are the number one Briggs & Stratton dealer in the state of Vermont. From sales and installation to service and maintenance on all makes and models of generators from 10 kilowatts to 200. And if you order a home standby generator from Bushy's between now and the Milk Bowl in October, mention that you heard this ad on Uncommon Deeds and receive a $500 discount. Bushy's Generator Sales and Service covers all of Vermont and New Hampshire, as well as Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York. Give them a call at 802-591-1903 or visit their Facebook page or bushysgenerator.com. Bushy's Generator Sales and Service of Springfield and Brookfield, Vermont. We keep your power on. Barry Tile and Morrison Clark Incorporated have got you covered, literally. They're your number one stop in central Vermont for all types of flooring, whether it's tile, carpet, hardwood, or any other type of flooring, indoor or outdoor, for your home or your business. Barry Tile staff are qualified installers who can offer you real-world flooring experience and knowledge that you don't always find in the big chain stores. But you don't need our endorsement. They've been family-owned and operated since 1972, which means they're celebrating 50 years in business in 2022, and that stands for itself. And hey, not only are they great at what they do, they're racers too. 
You got it, man. Check out Barry Tile's Facebook page to see some examples of their incredible work. You can call them the old-fashioned way, 802-476-0912, or just stop into the showroom, 889 South Barry Road in Barry, Vermont. And make sure that you tell them that the guys at Uncommon Deeds sent you. Thanks to all our sponsors who help us bring this show to you for free every single week. Now, back to our show. All right, time for our Barry Tile quick hitters. And this will be interesting, and we'll piece, try to piece together questions that everyone can answer and maybe some specific for, for a person. But we'll start with the hammer. And this question is... <laughs> I love this you guys are referring to me as... Move this. over, Mark Barnier. We got a new hammer. <laughs> and this one is for everybody. Who's the one person that you've always wanted to finish at least one spot ahead of? Oh, I'm going to say... I love him. He's literally one of the first people I ever met racing at Speedway 51, but it's Casey Biotti. Because I met him, he was one of the first people I met, and we've just been racing together for so long, you know? So I just, you know, we're really good friends, so I just find it funny to finish ahead of him. Like, oh, I get to make fun of you for a little bit now. Nice. And he does the same thing when he finishes ahead of me. So, yeah, that's probably been it. We've had some close, like, points battles before. Like, I remember... In his last year of street stocks and my first year of street stocks, we were battling. We were like, one of us was on the edge of the top 10 for street stocks. And we were kind of going for it like the last couple races. But, you know, it's just when you can race someone like that, you, you like that you've been friends with and you, that you've known literally since I started racing. It's just fun to finish ahead of them. But, yeah, and it's the same with you guys. It's not like I really want to. But the thing is with them, it's like, you know, it's a little bit different because we're so close. Like, you know, I spend so much time with them that even, like, if Tanner beats me or something, it doesn't bother me as much because I'm like, oh, well, that's just really good for Tanner. Not that it's not good for Casey, but, you know, it's just we're, we're, like, we're like, closer. Like, we spend so much time together that it's almost like when Tanner does really good or Kelsey does really good or Jason does really good that it feels like you've done really good too because you've been with the cars all week and you know them so well, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we race and stuff, but over the years, I've done a lot of snowmobiling, um, so I'm a little bit off here, but so we've gone to seven hours away, John Kier, Lac St. John, whatever, um, backpacking, but one guy that's, I used to be always the leader, and one guy was always on my tail, like literally, on a snowmobile was Dwayne Lampfear, and uh, when he came back, you know, when I was able to, you know, beat him, um, I mean, he got mad at me one time, you know, like, cause I'm like, man, you, you give me a lane, you know, and he took it wrong, whatever. All good friend, uh, but he's a he's a good dude, and uh, we, uh, we've, we've gone, traveled thousands and thousands of miles, like, I'm literally, I'm not kidding, when he, when I'm saying he's off my mud flap, that's keeping it mild, like... You know, so, yeah, so that was uh, when he came back and I was able to actually, you know, beat him on the track because, you know, I helped, you know, I was a crew member when he won his first milk bowl, you know, Mark and I crewed him and uh, that was so cool to win that. And uh, and he taught me a lot to beyond my, you know, career days to racing and um, so yeah, it means a lot. Does that make the DQ suck even more that he got the win? Uh, <laughs> funny thing is, I can remember remember like we 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 go you know do our segments whatever or we're down there to you know checkered flag whatever or victory lane and he's like I'm like cool cool he's like I, 
he knew I won, I guess. Yeah. Okay, perfect. You know, and yeah, I actually on the trophy he has says on the bottom sixty eight was a real winner. If he looks. So anyhow, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's for me. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, anyone that races against their dad can make this comparison, but I mean, there's not much better feeling than going out there and you know, beating dad. You can't. That's great feeling. You know, dad's done it for. 12, 12 years now. I've always looked up to him. I've always done it with him. I've always, we've done everything together. We're family, you know. We do it together. And racing against Dad, you know, Kelsey, B Wall. It's racing with everyone's better than having to watch one of us race. And when you can beat the people that you're racing against, that you know are coming out of the same shop and you know have the same stuff, it just feels really good. And, you know it grinds dad's gears. <laughs> and you know it grinds my gears when he beats me, so. Uh, Kel's dog. They're like oil and water at the racetrack, so. They never mention that, but. Uh, anyway, my answer is that I find more joy in watching Tanner beat somebody that has raced him not good. <laughs> not so huh. well so you okay so it's more enjoyable for you for tanner to beat whoever that is than for you to beat somebody yes wow yeah it's a very unselfish answer it, it i mean uh, so so back to kelsey there like she's just truly uh been a you know, she supports her brother, and I, as a dad, and my wife's inside, but, you know, as a parent, like, you want your kids to get along that well, you know? For her to step back and say, hey, I want it to be about Tanner, and I want to support him. We went down south. She was his spotter. She did a great job. You know, interaction was great. You know, like, that's cool. Yeah. You know, that's, you know. That's a home run. That's a home run yeah. because – Siblings don't always do that. They they want the better car. They want to do this. They want to do that. You know, and, and, and Kelsey's just, you know, she's an unselfish person, and that's, you know, proud of that, you know. So I'm sure Tanner would say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be having the the loving, protective sister, older sister. I had one, and she was a senior when I was in seventh grade. And I remember the first day, because it's middle school, new school, big school, middle school and high school at Hazen. And I walked in, and there was a broken door at the gym at Hazen. And these older kids were trying to get me to walk through the broken door. I'd walk in, I'd hit the door, and they touched me. I'm like, no, you need to go here. And my sister snapped around <laughs> and literally almost picked them up off the floor and threw them into the wall. Oh my God. And then like, touch my brother again, and I will hit you in the face. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. it. Sounds like you had barb on your case. There's lots of barb on your Kelsey, what's the dumbest thing you ever did in a race car? Drove it through the trailer almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost ran somebody over. Pretty good. <laughs> Tanner. Um, so it either it either have to be being Superman trying to take down the wall all on my own or 
chopping someone going into turn four. You know, that that never ends good. There's multiple instances then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn, turn, I just, I'm good friends with turn four. I like to hang out over there. And that's, yeah, that'd probably be it. Probably be my worst yeah. moment I wish I didn't do is chopping, coming, coming into turn three, chopping him, not knowing that I didn't have the spot, knowing that he was there. But doing it anyways because I wanted down and it didn't work out. <laughs> And then coming in the pits and having to listen to him makes it even worse, as we all know. I mean, it was a brand brand new brand car. Brand. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I only thing that really comes out to you know to me is was I uh, I was struggling in 2016 for whatever reason that we were off a little bit. I first decided not to paint my car and I put all these crazy colors on it. And then I uh, got clipped in the right rear and went head on to the wall at Thunder Road. And I said, I, I want to go to Groveton tomorrow. They're like, why? <laughs> oh, I just want to try, you know, fixing this thing. <laughs> so I was so lucky that I didn't have a destroyed race car when I left there. Literally a car somehow hit the backstretch wall and, and, and then the rear end raised up. And I literally drove underneath him, and it ripped the top of my roof off on the right side, and that close of like destroying my race car. And why was I there in the first spot? Like, you know, like don't over over. I was overly racing, I guess. What I'm saying, and like I shouldn't have been there. So, didn't you win the race, though? No. no. <laughs> I feel like you weren't listening to the story. No, no, I was listening. It actually didn't mess up the car. I, it just ripped the, yeah, some of the I think I pretty much parked it after that. Like, yeah. where you better parked it before we hurt this thing? So, anyways, yeah. Hammer. Um, honestly, I don't know. I was thinking this whole time, and the only thing that really stands out to me is, I think it was my first. It must have been my first year in a Tiger. And it was in a heat race. And for some reason, I was racing Jason Pelkey for the, um, the final transfer spot in the heat. And I, you know, I didn't want to, I hate going to the Concy. So I was trying my hardest to get in. And he had just, he had cleared me on the outside. And he kind of, we were going into one and two with Thunder Road. We were going into one, I should say. And he faded up just a, just a tiny, tiny bit. And for whatever reason, I thought he was running the outside to make up more spots like he had been doing. And then he just came right back down, and my nose was just barely in there. Like, literally, uh, it wasn't even to his wheel. It was as little as it could be in, you know, under him. And he just came down, and I tried to get away from him, but it was too late. And it spun us both out because I was trying so hard not to hit him. And he obviously hit my bumper, so we both spun out. And then we both had to go to the concy. And when I first came off the track, he came over and he was mad at me. And then I was like, well, I'm going to be mad at you too. So I was yelling at him. I was like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, why'd you spit me out? You spun me out. What the hell? And I was like, well, you chopped me. And I was yelling that at him. And, you know, because when you come off the track, you're like not the same person you are when you've like calmed down a little bit. Normally, I feel like I'm pretty calm, but when I'm on the track, I'm not. So I was just like yelling at him and he was yelling at me and then he walked off because I obviously wasn't saying anything important. I was just, I was being an idiot. 
he was like, whatever, it's not worth my time. He walked off. And I was sitting in the trailer. And for like a couple minutes, I was still like, no, I'm right. And then I, and then I was thinking about it more. My dad and grandpa were talking to me. They're like, I see what you mean. But like, you got to, you got to like, think it's a heat race. You were barely there. You got to think about it. And then I was like, yeah, I was probably wrong. So when we lined up to the concy, he was like right next to me. So I went up <laughs> to him and I was like, look, Jason, I'm sorry. That was probably not the best idea for me to do. And obviously Jason Pelkey is a very nice guy. And he's like, yeah, I understand. It's, you know, it's all good, but that's not, you know, when you're right there, that's not a position. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I should have realized that. So I appreciate that he was nice about it because that could have, you know, if he took it a different way, it could have been like a, a very, a, he could have always hated me, but I feel like now we're pretty good because every time I go to the track, I normally talk to him and he's very nice to me. So I think at least it was, um, you know, at least we solved that problem, but that was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Jason, I don't get to ask a lot of people this question, and I actually get to for the second week in a row. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done at the racing campgrounds? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Hey, so. <laughs> He's got one in the chamber Way for this. Back. So, oh my gosh, I was young. Back in Oxford, remember they used to have a big fire? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, us and the boys rented a camper, and we went to Oxford. Oh, the first stop was Hannaford's, and we loaded grocery carts up full of beer. And we loaded the carts in the back of the truck, and we brought them back to Oxford. Like the shopping carts. You shopping carts. Yeah. Right at oh, yeah. So, we happened to come across uh, some some girls, uh, whatever. And uh, so, anyhow, we had Topo Despo showed up at our place there, was cooking corn on the grill, had the girls taping, taking their tops off. Not uh, at Oxford, no. Out of Oxford. Yeah. And whatever <laughs> collected money he was or whatever he was doing, it doesn't matter. But I just felt like, wow, there were so many people around us. I mean, this is back when Norm was racing. This was in the 90s. I mean, kind of like when when he bumped Larry Karen out of the, you know, he was in the lead. But he didn't really. And Larry, the car messed up or something and spun out. What, it doesn't matter. But it was right around then. Yeah. Like, it was back way back and looking back probably that wasn't the right thing to do and uh you know we got out of there you know we had two full like literally full of empties these two carts when we left on monday morning so yeah that was probably one of the stupider things i've done at the campground i've i've been to those bonfires yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) it was wild i mean i'm telling you there was like around oh burger blake with the spotlight on the trailers this was like not even dark yet. This was like late afternoon, but not like plenty of times. There's people on top of campers, trucks, I mean, all around. Oh, yeah. yeah it was crazy, but yeah. it was good times, you know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, what's the plan this year for everybody? Be all. Um, so the main plan this year is I'm going to run the full season at White Mountain in the late model. Um, you know, go for rookie of the year there, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much just me and Ryan Ware really running for rookie because there's a couple other rookies, but they told me they're not running a full season. So 
I think that's that's the main plan. But I'm also going to try to do a couple other. Um, I want to do some ACT races. Like I want to do some at Thunder Road, and I definitely want to do the Oxford 250, and obviously the ones at White Mountains. So, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Try to get as much experience in the late model as possible. We're also getting Dad back into racing. Actually, this Saturday. <laughs> Knock he's, it off. Tell us more. He's running. Well, by the time this airs, it'll have already happened. <laughs> it'll but. have already happened, so you'll know how it went. But he's running the Tiger at White Mountain. Uh, Are you nervous Saturday. about that? Are you scared about that? I'm not nervous. He's been telling me all week that this he's nervous. This is after a 20-year break, he just told me. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's he's wow. been telling me all week before I came up here. He's like, I'm really nervous. I'm like, you'll be fine. You know what you're doing. Yeah. As soon as you get out on the track, you'll be like, oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had uh, two emotional talks with him. He's good. You know, he's nervous. I mean, he gets it. Uh, you know, it's like riding a bike, but just got to get back in the rhythm, you know. Right. So, but yeah, he'd be good. Yeah. Uh, so, the plan for me is, uh, so we started the year off with Thunder Road, and uh, I felt like it uh, went okay um, with all the cars. Uh, I raced, B-Wall raced, Kelsey raced, and Tina raced. You know, it sounds like Kelts is going to step back a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if she's going to race anymore or what she's going to race. She has to decide that. But um, So we're going to have the Thunder Road thing. Um, she can talk about that. Um, Thunder Road thing, um, I'm going to race. I'm still I'm challenged with getting us back where I know we should be. Um, Tanner, uh, you know, he he's obviously full bore there. But uh, White Mountain... Um, I'm again starting the year racing the triple crown. Definitely, if it's going well and I can manage things, I mean, I really want you know, I'm the chief for uh for B Wall here, and I really want him to, to run well and, and bring home a rookie of the year. And he's gonna have a tough, tough battle, but I think he can do it. I believe in him and uh, I believe in our team. Uh, but I just don't want to why be for me racing to not give him what he needs. You know, I feel like we have the right crew um, doing the jobs that are needed. When the car comes in, I think we can do it. So it's, it's, it's you know, race to race, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm excited for the year, and these uh, tan- I'm excited for Tanner and, you know, B-Wall. And I think they're two hell of a drivers, and they can, they can really, you know, they're going somewheres, and uh, I look forward to having a lot of memories with them. Um, so I'm gonna, of course, run for the championship at Thunder Road, and the championship, as of right now, I'm gonna run for the championship at White Mountain as well, and then the, the run for the Triple Crown at Thunder Road and Triple Crown at White Mountain, and then all, with the street stock, we're gonna do, try to do as many of the R&R races as we can, and we want to try to get to Claremont. Well, we already been to Claremont, so Lee, Star, Stafford, Seekonk, wherever we can go with it. We want to go to as many places as we can and just run wherever. <laughs> or just use the street stock to go to the tracks that we can't go to with the Tiger car and get some experience. And then we also just got a late model, so we're going to do five races. You guys in- needed more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So we're going to do five races in that over at White Mountain to keep my rookie status for next year. And now I'm disappointed to be hearing that maybe the 55 won't be there. What's this about? So as you can tell, we uh, Tanner's racing just about every day of the week. Maybe not every day, but almost every day of the week. And we've got about 
eight cars, I think, total, or something crazy like that. Maybe nine. I don't know. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> The team I, manager has lost count of the number of race cars. Uh, We're foolish. So I am planning to be the team manager at Thunder Road and White Mountain and wherever the street stock takes us and be Tanner Spotter for the late model and whatever street stock races allow for spotters if it's an open race or, or sometimes they don't allow spotters. So either way, uh, the plan was to race the double nickel, the triple crown at Thunder Road, but um, unless we get a little better, that's probably not going to happen. And I just started a new job, so I'm focusing on that. And Tanner left out that he is racing the double nickel at White Mountain oh. full time this year. So Do it's you- still in use, and he's pretty in pink. Saw the pictures, yeah. It was, it was great. Do you know where the term double nickel came from originally? Uh, two fives. No, I don't know. That's just. No, that was Spike Lee. It was a Michael Jordan Nike commercial. Hmm. When he All came right. out of retirement, like his second game back, he scored 55 against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. No kidding. And they did a commercial, and Spike Lee said, He gave my Knicks, a, my beloved Knicks, a double nickel. Huh. All right. So the 55 for her came from my grandfather, which is our great-grandfather. He used to race over in Northfield. Really? Uh, yep. And picture up see there in the wall. See the white? I'll be right over to work. Yeah, yeah. Worry. So uh, <laughs> he didn't race a lot, but he... What was his name? Is Bing Woodard. Okay. Yep. I'm going to look it up. Bing yeah, look it up. Bernard yeah. Or... yeah, it could be in a Bernard. But uh, yeah, that's where her number came from. Huh. And yours, you've always been 68. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Brooks has helped me a bunch along the way. And, you know, like it started out just like, oh, we're going to race some races. And, you know, hey, let's have a little team, you know, red car, 68, whatever. I just kept it, you know. And, you know, it's just my, you know, I feel it's our, my number just like his. And, you know, um, nothing against him. And he, he likes it too, you know, so it's all good. But, uh, um, yeah. That's the deal. And 77, I think it's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, that came from Dad. That was always his number. And, you know, even before I started racing, that was always my favorite number. Like when I played, you know, basketball or baseball, I'd always they wouldn't always allow 77 because that's a pretty high yeah. number. But I'd go with 7 or 17, anything that had a 7 in it. So, yeah, it's obviously as soon as I started racing, there wasn't even a question. I don't even think they asked me what number I want to be. It was just like it was pretty much understood that I wanted to be seventy-seven. So yeah, it'd be real awkward with it tattooed on your forearm. Yeah, it'd be real know. awkward if it wasn't my favorite number, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's you know we had to go with seventy-seven. It's just it's been like, and I heard that I actually heard from one of my friends who uh, she played lacrosse and her number was seventy-seven. She said it was like a lucky number. So there you go. That's not the reason, but that's cool. <laughs> I have to point out, though, Jason, I did see you run a late model at least a couple times yeah. at Speedway 51. Yeah, you know, uh, back to the – I felt like at the time, you know, it was a cool opportunity. I, I did did decent. Uh, it came down to, uh, you know, give it – like putting the time in that was needed for the car. I felt like the car wasn't with me. I needed to be with Celts or whoever was racing. So – I wasn't about to travel to different shops to do that because it just doesn't work. So, yeah, I mean, I had fun. 
you know, I can really enjoy running the Tigers. Tigers are a tough, tough car to run. You know, and the competition's really, really not bad, right? They're really good. So, I mean, who knows, you know? I might get crazy someday and do it again, but... Might try it? be a while. Yes. Um, I, you know... It's 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 a fun it's, it was fun for sure like I I really enjoyed it but I just felt like we weren't putting enough time into it to be that you know be great I wanted it to be good yeah like he was saying though it is a lot more difficult to run a tiger than a late model and I thought you know when I was say when we were talking about moving up last year everyone would say that like like Casey he would he's tell me he's like dude it's way easier when you move up he's told me that everyone said that. I didn't really believe it until I got into a late model, and those things like want to drive, but the tigers, it takes a real. You have to be a really good driver to like wheel the tiger because those things, it's just constantly you're yeah. fighting the car to get it to do what you want. It's not like it doesn't want to do anything that you want it to do. It wants to do its own thing, and it's yeah. That's why you know I didn't really realize that it was one of the hardest divisions. But to be honest, it's probably the hardest thing that I've ever learned to drive. That those things are. So tough to drive. They just they don't want to do anything you want to do. It's just very difficult to drive a tiger. But that's why you have so much respect for people that are good at tigers, like Jason. You know, it's just very difficult. That's what that's all I can say. To close this out, Kelsey, give us your best Wiener Hennequin story. <laughs> <laughs> a little Wiener, impromptu Wiener time. Uh, well, I got Wienered, and we all know phrasing. <laughs> yeah. Your dad you is could here, literally, <laughs> you could literally leave an inch off the white line, and he will take advantage of that one inch, and that is being wienered. Old wiener. Oh god. <laughs> you know. We're all edit that out. Later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been wienered? Either of you been wienered? Oh, I've been wienered. Yeah. Milk bowl. 20. He's got notes. 20, milk bowl 2018. You know, I left, like Kel said, in the coming into turn three. I, I mean, it was probably a, I was probably five inches off that white line, and it was getting closer to the ends of the race, last segment, and he. Here comes Billy. Yeah, here he comes. See the speed bumps, you know, shaking. (laughs) And slam, bam. And I was, next second, I'm pointing at the infield, and then I'm pointing at the wall, and then I'm looking up at mom, seeing what she's doing in the stands. (laughs) Hammer, do you have any wiener stories? I guess I'm the only one that's never had a problem with wiener. Literally, I've never had any kind of issues with him. The only thing that's happened with me is I've followed him through people. (laughs) It's great. you got to find someone like that and just follow him through people. You know, it's great. i got a great idea. We'll get him a late model. Yeah, we should. That's it. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not a white mountain. He can run anywhere else. Not with me, please. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. You guys have, you're the first guests that we know of that have prepared actual notes. So I know, I know a team manager here is chomping at the bit. She was writing sponsors down in the middle of the show. So go ahead. <laughs> List them all, would you? Yeah. So I have a lot of longtime sponsors. So I owe a lot of thanks to um, Amerigas, um, Tuberville, Pro Driver Training, The Alchemist, Gordy Wood. Thank you. 
Billings Mobile, and JNS Sales and Service. Um, so my my boss Brian, he owns Ward's Energy, Ward's Mechanical, and then JNS, the family tractor business. They, like they do so much for all of us. B Wall, Dad, Kelsey, me. He he helps us all out. Um, the bearded plumber, Bulldog Metal Recycling, Flip Table, Rosie's Lakeshore Tavern. Sons of American Legion, Jim's Pizza, and Steve's Speed Shop. Got just does so much for us from building cars to building porta potties. He does it all. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, my car has been. I've had the same sponsors since the beginning. To I'm still going. You know, uh, all metals recycling. They've been 120 percent behind me the whole time. And Born's, Born's Energy is the same thing. Um, those two companies just been my rock, you know, they're, you know, not only, uh, been with me, but they support me, you know, you know, they do, do well by me. And, uh, I'm appreciative of that, you know, but, uh, got a few other ones, JNS, sales and service and tractors, uh, you know, that's me, Jay and Sean's S and, uh, you know, wasn't for that business, we probably wouldn't have the cars we have, you know, and I appreciate that, you know, not just, you know, being a business Partners, more, uh, you know, wasn't for them, I would, wouldn't have had the business, you know. Uh, but uh, the American Legion and uh, POW, uh, that's Town Tanner's car, but uh, that means a lot to me. You know, it's uh, downtown or whatever, and um, they, uh, they got on the car there, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks that need, it, need help. So, you know, it's good that we can support them. Um, I, uh, MBI, you know, has always been with me also, um, you know, I work for them too, and, uh, they've been a big supporter of my, my team, um, and like you said, you know, Steve's Speed Shop, uh, and Jim's Pizza, you know, Steve's Speed Shop is, Steve's just been there for all of us, uh, it's kind of like Ed, Ed, uh, Ed and Gup, um, Gup, Gup's dad, and Ed's the son, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, but they wouldn't say that. You know, if you just had them both together, but they've they've really really helped us. Uh, you know, work their buns off uh, for all of us. You know, it's a lot of late nights and stuff. You know, and uh, if you need something, if I called either one of them right now, they'd be there. So yeah, so those two two are important to us. And you know, the graphic companies, um, Warhog, and uh, you know, Graphic Shop, and and Bobby's new business, you know, they, again, uh, um, lead design, but, uh, you know, just couldn't do any of this without everybody that I'm mentioning. And, uh, you know, I want to go one more step, you know, the people that have helped me right from the beginning is, uh, Stanley Lamson, Stevie, Stevie Lamson. They got me started, you know, then Norm Andrews, uh, you know, gave me a chance and then I went to the Lamphere boys, you know, then Matt White, um, you know, thank you, you know, and uh, uh, so I mean, it's back to the crew. Uh, Dale Marshall was a big part of my team. Mike Klupa, um, Brian Gibbs, Junior Thompson, um, Cody Quinville, um, now moving on to Zach Catterall, Sean, Sean uh, Nelson, uh, Scott, Scott uh, Guyette, you know, him and his son Connor were, they, they came on three, four years ago and just awesome with tires, you know. I don't have to worry about it, and what a relief for, uh, you know, being a, you know, team dad, and, 
you know, drive or whatever. So John Wall, you know, went, been there, uh, bought our car and been a big supporter, you know, uh, got his own bay here in the shop, you know, what, what kind of people do that? So, uh, I, I think I think everybody again. If I forgot somebody, I didn't mean to. And Brooks Clark, you know, like he's been with me since I had my Jetta and my aluminum. You know, gave us tips, and he's a busy busy dad, so you know he can't be here. But he wishes he could, you know. And I can call him and ask him a question, and he helps me. You know, we we support each other. So um, and my wife, you know. So if it wasn't for for their mom and. Uh, support she gives us we wouldn't none of us be here so um i want to thank her personally and uh thanks for all the good meals that she cooks for all the themed you know every every week she's out there cooking and that's all she doesn't ask for anything so um appreciate that yeah and i think i mean the main person i really have to thank for everything is obviously my grandfather john wall i don't think there's a more supportive person you could ask for in your life I mean, he's basically made my dream of racing come true. There's really not much else you can say. It's just the biggest supporter you could possibly have. Him and my dad, they've both made it happen, and I really, you know, there's nothing I could ever do to really repay them for what they've done for me. But it's just awesome that, you know, to have people that believe in you like that and that are willing to help you out and put their own money into something um, just that you want to do that makes you happy. And, you know, there's nobody that loves racing as much as my grandfather. And it's just awesome to see, you know, that he has a good time at the track and that he really enjoys what he's doing with us. And so does my dad. It's just awesome. But, I mean, aside from them, I also obviously really have to thank the Woodards um, just for everything they've done for us throughout the years. I mean, there's no way I would have been winning races or even been competitive in you know, the Tigers or street stocks without them, there's not much. I mean, there's there's no chance I would have had any of the success that we've had without their help. So it's just, you know, it's just awesome to have people, again, that support you like that and that believe in you. So, um, but aside from that, we also, you know, I also should thank JNS Sales and Services. And um, this kind of goes back to before, but Walls Ford, our family dealership, that's, um, obviously kind of like thanking my grandfather, but just um, the fact that he's willing to support me, um, you know, with the business that he's built up for his whole life that he's been working towards is um, just amazing to me. And I, I really can't thank everybody that's helped me enough. It just, it means a lot to me. So that's all I really needed to say. Right on. Uh, this was an adventure for us. And it, it took a couple months to put it together. Um, but thank you guys for bringing us into the shop and feeding us. That was cool. Um, and good luck, all thank four you. of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for coming. I mean, you know, this is a big deal to me. You know, it's again about the memories and the stories. And I felt like, you know, been wanting to do it at some point. You know, what's the right time? I don't know. But. I felt like getting all the kids together and this, this is the right time, you know? Yeah. And you guys are good. You guys are doing a great job, man. Like, I love listening to the podcast and the different you know, folks that you're interviewing. You know, that's that's what it's all about. It carries on the racing, you know, to, to more generations, you know, and hopefully get more people involved with racing. And, you know. Thanks again to the Woodards. Thanks to B-Wall, a.k.a. The Hammer. The Hammer. K-Dog, T-Bag, 
Uh, <laughs> Jay Woods. That's that one's not a real. Does he thing. have it? He doesn't have. I don't it, think so. Well, I feel like it's probably like Woody or Woodsy. Yeah, I think I've heard people. I think I've heard people call him Woody or Wooderson. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's what I love about these Tiger cars, man. I get older, they stay the same speed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is what. This is what happens when we have a three-hour show. Oh, there's some. Moving. I can't listen. I'm going to transition right out of that and into something else. I can't freaking wait for the next like three shows that we're doing. Yeah, we've uh, and I am fully knocking on wood because we've had some exciting stuff fall through before, but we feel very good at the next, you know, three four. Coming down the pike, is that the expression? Yeah, yeah you said it. As we re, as we record this, uh, we haven't recorded the next episode yet. But by the time you, you hear this, it. it will already have been little, and that's a lot of math. But um, as you hear this, we are excited for next week's episode, and. Another one that we're hopefully getting here in the next little bit, we've been working on for more than a year. Yep. And Justin finally got in touch with this person recently. Then we called to schedule while we were in the car headed to the Woodards, and we got a voicemail, which was fine. But then this person called us back just as we were getting into the middle of the sticks and Waterbury and had like one bar and couldn't fully connect to the call. And it was, uh, it was a kick in the kick in the testicles. I had just enough service left on my phone to have the GPS tell us turn here. And then it stopped working. And as it stopped working, I see the phone call come in and I was like, you almost dropped my phone trying to answer it and i said hello 300 times and then and i'm just sitting in the other seat yelling to justin like hey if you get two bars tell me and i will stop in the middle of the road i didn't get two bars (laughs) super excited about we have what we have coming up here in the next few weeks so stay tuned check out the facebook page we're uh Going to have some exciting guests, the guests. But to tie a bow, once again, definitely want to thank the Woodards, B-Wall for having us down, feeding us, super hospitable, and gave us a ton of time. Yeah, and we actually shot the shit with them on an hour on each end before and after we were there all damn night. Um, And it was fun. It was just a good time to just kind of hang out in the shop with a bunch of race cars and good people and have fun. Yeah. And it definitely, Justin and I are synonymous, especially on these episodes of telling you, we come up with tons of ideas all the time of which very few we have put into motion. But I thought about that after, I don't even remember if I mentioned it when we were in the car on the way back. Like I thought of, Oh, that would kind of be cool 
to do for like a YouTube video, like MTV crib style, but with shops oh. and kind of go in and check out some shops, hey. like short little, like 10 minute video where they give us a tour of the shops. This is the fridge where we keep the beer. Yeah. This is the drawer in the toolbox. We keep the weed. I've seen that in many race shops, actually. <laughs> I know. I remember the story. That's where I, I remembered of it. Uh, <laughs> good God. Um, Just because, you know, the Woodards really do have a very cool setup. And you heard it in that episode, you know, another one where you were enamored was with their winning Porta Potty Grand Prix. Yeah. Hanging from the from the rafters. Yeah. Um you know, it's the dumbest, most fun tradition that Thunder Road has. Uh that stupid Porta Potty Grand Prix. And it's been going on for like twenty plus years. Like I think my I, the first one that I participated in was in two thousand one the night that I wrecked and Jen Bigelow punched me on the front stretch. It was immediately, it was the next thing after I got out of that car, I was still in my suit and I had to push Dan and Ryan Nolan's porta potty. That was 2001. So we're 21 years at least into this. Um, very strange tradition. That is always a good time. Also would be a fun, like, semi-spoof documentary for us to do is something on the Porta Potty Grand Prix. Man, don't give it all away in public here. I like I like where you're headed. And this at. is just straight off the top of my head. Yeah. This I, I haven't thought of until you were just saying it. And I was like, oh, what if we did like give it like a build up like it's the freaking Indianapolis five hundred. God. Make it as what? serious as possible for the Porta Potty Grand Prix. Man. You're speaking my language, kid. There you go. It's good stuff. Oh, we did have to mention. Yes. It was cool. At the end of the episode, you heard everybody kind of give some thanks, which is another thing we kind of pulled from Al, yep. who does that at the end of his Crunch Bunch episode, and we kind of gave him the floor. And Jason unintentionally left somebody out, and we wanted to make sure we got it in. Like, freaked out as soon as we hit the uh, end record. He was like, Oh my God. Effort. So it's uh Hallie Nelson, um, who was a big part of his team and um, part of their uh, JNS sales and service bunch. And um, he just wanted to make sure that we got her name in there because uh, she's a big part of, of the team. She handles all the social media stuff for Tanner. Um, you know, when he's racing down South and all that stuff. So uh, tip of the cap to you. Hey, how about K-Dog stepping away from the, the racing to just be team manager and spotter when available? I'll tell you what, that is a big-time move from a young racer who's hungry to win a race. Um, you know, Kelsey Woodard's the only kid in that, in that garage who doesn't have a first-place trophy on the mantle, and I know that that bothers her. Um, but to step away from a car capable of winning. she finished second points in the triple crown last year um, to step away from that car to focus on her career while she's so young. That's a uh, take some balls. I know what I said. Yeah. All right. I figured you did. And just to point out 
it's harder to win when you're that competitive because you're not getting any cherry pick handicap. I'm starting on the front row. Just yeah, saying. You're, no, you're right. A hundred percent. And every win that I got in my career was because I started in the top three. Um, not because I passed a lot of cars. It was, they were all gimmies. Um, when you're starting 18th, 15th, 16th every week, and you've got 35 laps to get to the front at Thunder Road, it's, it's not easy to do. Make sure you're following us on all the socials, Uncommon Deeds on Twitter and Facebook, Uncommon Deeds Podcast on the Instagram. There's the cat saying the Instagram. That's how you say Instagram and cat. If you want to become a part of the Uncommon Media family, sponsoring the Uncommon Deeds podcast, perhaps the Crunch Bunch podcast, or you have a media idea you think that we can help you with, you can send us an email, uncommonmediavt at gmail.com. She's not saying Gmail. She's just purring. Gmail. That wraps up today's episode and this week's two-parter. Back next week with, I believe, just just one. Just one. Just one part. Uh, You've been listening to the Uncommon Deeds podcast, a production of Uncommon Media.